2: Oilers
0: Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah. D-I-G-I-T-E-X on Oilers Radio,
2: 630
0: chat. 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. The Edmonton Oil Kings tied 2-2 in their playoff series with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Matt Sogard has been brilliant in goal. Uh, stole them game one of the series. Saturday night. Oil Kings scored two in the third on Sunday to win 4-3. Edmonton got outplayed in Medicine Hat, lost 5-0 on Tuesday, bounced back with a 5-1 victory, including a uh, pool cue shot uh, goal uh, from Matthew Robertson, potential first-round pick uh, to wrap things up on Wednesday, so we're tied 2-2. Edmonton and Medicine Hat tonight at Rogers Place. Here's Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill. Hi, Kurt. How you doing? Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good, and I know uh, there's an old saying, don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Uh, You guys won 11 straight games to close, or some kind of saying like that. Uh, You guys won your final 11 regular season games. You went 5-0 and won against the Hat during the regular season, but they have proved to be a, a, a stiff challenge for your group so far through the first four games of the series, haven't they?
1: No, they have. They have played well, and you know, even through the regular season, they played us. They played us hard. A lot of those games were were one goal games. We played them a few later in the season
0: when they were a little banged up. And now uh, they've put a they've a good game plan. And they've uh, they've been tough in the series. Matt Sogard, six foot seven goaltender. He's given you some challenges. Yeah, he's played well. You know, he played a very exceptional in as
1: you just mentioned game three. I thought we got a play. Uh, as a whole of that night, game four, their team bounced back with a real a real solid effort, a real solid team win. But, no, he's uh, he's definitely been uh, been rear their their guy in the series. It's played well, and, uh, you know, a big reason why it's at 2-2. Uh,
0: have you seen a lot of those goals scored like Robertson got in game number uh, four of that series where he went to dump it in off the glass and Sogard came out to play to the pocket and ricocheted right in on the goal?
1: You know, you see them every once in a while. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen too many, too many this year that we've had. So it was uh, interesting to see. It was kind of a bit of a shock when it went in. You kind of imagine thinking it's going to go around as a rim and also it's the back of the net. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things. I uh, part of the game.
0: You guys switched up your, uh, you went to Todd Scott for game number four. That give the, I mean, do you go back to miscue, or you kind of got to go for guy that just one for you, don't you? Yeah, I think uh, you know the coaching staff. They'll make that decision. He's played.
1: Uh, Todd's played uh, well for us. You know, he was out majority of the year, the first half of the year with the, you know, with a sprained ankle. But he's, uh, it took him a little bit of time to kind of get to find his legs. Just when he came back, it's pretty tough for a goaltender when you're trying to bring him back and get him healthy halfway through the season, especially with a long, longer-term injury like that. But. Uh, you know he's been uh, down the stretch run. He, he played some games when he was put in. He, he answered the call and he played well. So played, so he, had, he was good in Medicine out. He did a ton of work, but he uh, when he was he was
0: called upon, he answered. The president, general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Bob, that's Kurt Hill, Bob Stoffer, with you and others now. Kurt, um, so much focus on Trey fix Wolanski and he's been productive in this series. But you need your 20 year olds to step up, and I think if you take a look at the production that you've gotten in the wins, that's been the case. Yeah, it's
1: you know it's a part of the saying, You know, you, if you're going to win series, your best players got to be your best players throughout the season. Trey and uh, the two year olds, Vince and Quinn, have been they've played well and they've provided offense for the group. And you know, they uh, at times in the series they've had some they've had some tough times, but they've had some some real
0: good moments too. I thought last game, you know, when it was when you did a big win, those guys came to play and they're ready to play and provided us with some offense. Um, speaking of offense, you have Dylan Gunther. He's available to play for you. Uh, he's. I mean, he's played eight games in the regular season, scored three goals, had four points. Is he a legitimate option in terms of a a potential look at some point during the series? Yeah, no. So just he actually played last game. So probably oh, just get he did. Fold of it. Yeah, he did play. He was put in last
1: game. And he played on with Atkinson and Alex and he played in our second power play in Edmonton. My- he very comfortable.
0: My apologies. I uh, checked the uh, summary of the game, did not see him in. See, did you pull uh, the other uh, – you've got another Belarusian. Did you pull him off that line?
1: Yeah, Pavlenko, he didn't play that game. And, uh, you know, Dante went in. And, you know, it was an opportunity to get him in a game, get him comfortable with the playoffs. And I think you know, he looked comfortable out there. I mean, it's a playoff game, it's a high intensity game. But, I mean, he's the first overall pick. He's played in some real big games with his academy throughout his uh, throughout a season this year. But he looked it out there, he had some – you know he had two or three good shots on net,
0: and uh, you know he handled the puck so well. He's very mature out there, so he'll uh, he'll be back in tonight. There we go. Well, good catch. That's uh, uh, that's. I'm glad that you uh, pointed that out for us because I was wondering at what point whether or not you went down that path. All right, we're joined by Kurt Hill. Any uh, any you dealing with some little tweaks, or are you relatively healthy besides uh, just making the one change in terms of the roster up front.
1: Yeah, you know it's been uh, some real minor stuff here and there, but uh, for the most part, the team, uh, the team's in is, is healthy and uh, it's the playoffs. So whenever so, uh, you you're healthy in the playoffs, it's it's a good thing. And yeah, I think the guys are they're excited to win that last game, get all my advantage back, and are excited to, to put in a good effort tonight here.
0: All right, Kurt. Best of luck tonight. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, Bob. You bet. That is Kurt Hill. So there you have it, Dylan Gunther. You know what, Brendan? I I checked the summary, and I did, geez, I. Ah, I'm mad at myself for missing that. No excuse. Should feel shame. one's on me. For what it's worth, Reed missed it too. and
2: I've got the interview in here. So you, you fooled you both. Really? Yeah.
0: You know what? Is it? Okay, forget it. I'm sure it's correct on the... Uh... Should mention last night, by the way, we're going to have a real interesting second-round playoff series coming up in the OHL. Because two of the best defensemen in the league are going to be going head-to-head. Dmitry Samarukov had a wonderful year for Guelph. And Guelph would be playing London. Uh, London swept uh, their series uh, last night against win- uh, Windsor, winning in four straight. Evan Bouchard, winner's uh, first-round pick, 10th overall 2018 draft. Two goals, 10 points in four games. He was plus five. And so he'll be playing against Sam Marukov, who in the opening playoff round went uh, one goal, four points, plus four. Uh, so Guelph against London will be keeping an eye on that. Ryan McLeod is playing with Saginaw. Saginaw swept their series as well, and McLeod has a goal. He actually got the game tire last night. They ended up winning in overtime. Uh, McLeod's got a goal of four points plus four as well through the first uh, round of the playoffs. So, the have a lot of OHL prospects. This is a big draft for the WHL. Um, I think most people think for sure uh, Bowen Byram will go no lower than fifth, and then we've got... uh, Lethbridge has got a terrific center by the name of Dylan Cousins. Right shot center that a lot of people compare to, a bit to Jeff Carter. Uh, Cousins is with the, the uh, Hurricanes who got tied last night. Steve Hamilton's Calgary Hitman tied that series two games apiece. And then the Saskatoon Blades have Kirby Dock, who scored a wonderful shorthanded goal for them uh, in their overtime victory against the Moose Jaw Warriors. They swept Moose Jaw in four straight. So Bowen. Cousins, Doc, five through kind of eight range, and then there's a guy named Peyton Krebs that played for Kooteny. and they had a real difficult campaign. He was minus 50, but he's a player as well. So there's a few names. Matthew Robertson, obviously, with the Edmonton Oil Kings, maybe a late first-round pick as well. Royal Pizza, pizza pass and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires
1: downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's
0: an app from the App Store. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. We're going to get to some texts and this day in Oilers history when we get back. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 145 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now and to this day in Oilers history. Brought to you by Newest Travel. Ask about their destination wedding packages and corporate employee reward trips. Visit NewestTravel.com for more information. March 29, 1983. What happened, Brendan Escott?
2: Yari Curry, Bob, became the fourth Oiler ever to eclipse 100 points in a season, registering an assist in a 7-4 win in Vancouver. Curry
0: finished that game with two goals and two assists. Listing owners history brought to you by New West Travel Call about their destination wedding packages And corporate employee reward strips Visit newwesttravel.com Yari Curry was money 87 playoffs against the Flyers Scored a uh, beauty from the left side In overtime Scored a few beauties Back in the day Very good two way player as well And was not originally with Wayne Gretzky about two-thirds of the year, Glenn Sayers went to him and said, Wayne, you got yourself a new winger. And they brought Yari Curry along, and he didn't come over at 19 either. People need to uh, remember that. Brendan, this is your opportunity to see uh, big uh, Spruce Grove-Shore Park playoff series. I'm sorry, I was taking a call there when you were talking a bit about it earlier in the show. Does that get going tonight? It sure does. Out in Sherwood Park, so they they won the North Division. They won the right to have
2: home ice advantage in this series, and uh, I think both, it's going to function as, because they're so close, both teams are going to have home ice advantage. I mean, it's, it's going to be a raucous crowd in both buildings throughout this series, but... I'm expecting a real interesting one. They're very contrasting teams, Bob. So you've got the Crusaders who have a wide-open style of offense. They've got run-and-gun lines one through three. And then you've got the Saints who have displayed an incredible defensive ability, but maybe the offense isn't there. So I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out. It's going to be a good one.
0: Epstein's mother had texted the show to say, Bob, I saw a tweet from Guy flaming saying that J.D. Dudek had signed with the New Jersey Devils' farm teams. Can you look in a lot? Well, uh, what happened? Yeah, the orders gave the Devils permission. Dudik was the player that came uh, with the third round pick for Patrick Maroon last year. Played at Boston College this year, who did not have a very good season. The orders were not going to sign Dudik, and even to their minor league team, and so the Devils signed him to an AHL deal. So that's what happened there. Again, you can uh, text us at six thirty six thirty. Bob, Jim Kerr. And Chrissy Hines, they were, I, are they still married all these years later? Uh, Jim Kerr, lead singer of the uh, Simple Minds, and Chrissy Hines from the Pretenders. There you go. Now uh, You can text us at 630-630. Really? Really? Uh, Tony, the teacher, has texted the show to say, Alive and kicking to open the show was great. Uh, Where would the orders be without 29 and 97? How do you get better without trading a valuable young piece? Well, you've got to grow organically a bit in terms of your support forwards, change the complexion of your defense, and you have some defensemen coming. But you might have to make a move as well, and it's going to depend a bit on who the general manager ends up becoming for the hockey team as well. Mike says, Bob, as much as I love the fact that Connor McDavid does all he can do to help feed Leon, there comes a time when he needs to put aside Leon's strive for 50, and shoot the puck. I think they could have had a crushing impact last night in the second when Connor passed and should have shot. That was a wobbling pass for Mike. Mike. Roman Polak got a piece that pass. It was going to be right on the tape. He tried to elevate it, did McDavid over Polak's stick, and Polak got a piece on it. Now, you could say McDavid didn't sell it hard enough to shot because he's such an unselfish player, which is, I think, what you're saying. Uh, but bottom line here, I think we're at the stage where, I mean, how much criticism is fair and warranted? of McDavid and Settle? I think they know what they're doing. I know what you're saying, Ballot point, I think McDavid shot more this year than any other year. Bob will Pat for Beat get an interview. Well, according to Mark Specter, he will. Uh Bob, regarding uh, Elliot Friedman's appearance on the show, it sounds to me like Mike Gillis should be a consultant. Let's move on. He's not the guy. Uh <laughs> wow. Topher says, now Topher, is Topher officially a, uh, out of Red Deer? Is he officially a troll? Is he a Flames fan? What are we, uh, I don't want to call him Topher the troll. I mean, that's too harsh. Uh, honestly, Bob, I think we should listen to any outside idea to give us an edge. I would even be open to Dallas Akins returning. Why do you troll Elliot so hard? Did Gillis steal your lunch money or something? No. Oilers GM says, Bob, the reason Gillis might not get an interview is because he'll tell the Oilers, the old boys club, something they don't want to hear. I don't think Gillis would be the right hire, but we do need somebody who tells it like it is from Oilers GM. Um, boy, again, polarizing figure with Mike Gillis. I've even had guys tweet me at uh, at Bob underscore Stoffer here, Brendan, in the last 20 minutes of the show. Guys from the league after a conversation with Elliot today, crazy. JJ says, I've said this to you before, and my feelings are still this way. For me, it's not the last name. It's the fact that the team organization is a disaster. Um, oh, boy. And they're going to try to sell the, the best person in the whole world for the job was already employed by them. That one comes to us from JJ. Smoky Lake disagrees. He says, Bob, the orders have pretty much come together here down the stretch. Don't change nothing. Same coach, same players. Maybe get rid of uh, Lucic. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Brian says, Bob Stoffer for GM. Wouldn't have done the whole trade. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. Bob, I think we need a guy like Jim Nill. Loved the interview yesterday. I'm sure there's no way Dallas makes the mistake of firing Jim Nill. Uh, Jim Nill would be near the top of any list I would put together, just to throw out there. First class guy, great guy. Out of Grand Prairie, Alberta, Bob, you Oilers just need one or two selfish scores. <laughs> drysdale has got 47 goals, and he's primarily a playmaker. It's crazy. Bob, who is PC Labrie? Uh, he is a career minor leaguer with a little bit of toughness. Spent some time in the Vancouver Canucks organization. Was with Tampa. He is now with the Bakersfield Condors. They signed him out of the ECHL. He'd been playing down in Wichita. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, it's Chrissy Hine, not Chrissy Hines. Thanks, Oz. You're right. It is. From Edmonton, Bob, going into the off season, what do you think is the right thing to do with Nugent Hopkins? Realistically, would his return on a trade be equal to or more valuable uh, than him as a player on the team? Given the season he had, I would imagine that his trade value is at an all-star all-time high. Um, well, he's had a heck of a year. If you're going to play McDavid with Dreisaitl, I think you kind of need Nugent Hopkins as a second-line center. I mean, for me, it'd be hard to trade him. That's my interpretation of how things are. This text comes in out of Medicine Hat, Alberta. Bob, I think that Kelly McCrimmon is our best option. What are your thoughts on who uh, would be the pick? Also, please stop giving... Troll for Allen. attention. There are thousands of actual fans with decent opinions. Thanks from AA. Medicine Hat Tigers. Go Tigers. I think Kelly McCrimmon's a heck of a, an option. like think he'd be right up there at the top of the list. I mean, he's been on my list. I've tweeted out two lists so far, and McCrimmon's been at the top of the list both times. I think he's a good option. Like think Mark Hunter's a good option. Might have some time for Lawrence Gilman. Somebody has suggested to me Ross Mahoney would be a good option. All four of those guys have never been NHL general managers, and I think Keith Gretzky would be a good option too. Okay? So food for thought in that regard. Coming up tonight, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins from 6 to 8. Who does he have on? Well, he's going to have myself to preview
2: the uh, hockey game tonight out in Sherwood Park, and he also has... uh, I was trying to get Ryan Dempster on to talk about opening day in the MLB yesterday, Cam Moon from Red Deer. uh, Red Deer Rebels. Did the Blue Jays lose again? They did. So, have they scored a run in their first two games this year? Uh, they're not playing until later tonight, I believe. Oh, so they it's lost
0: 2-0. Yes, okay, yeah. so, yeah, yeah. So, that 2 nothing result was actually yesterday's game right. that they just rebroadcast. Yeah. I thought, well, geez, that's a little early for that game to be over. You know what? I'm going to be watching tonight. Um, I, I have an event to attend. As... Uh, we are celebrating, uh, I guess celebrating. Uh, we've got an Oilers employee that's been a terrific guy to deal with over the last decade, and he's moving on to bigger and better things. So for Mark Sciampa, for all your help over the years, looking forward to the event today at 4 o'clock. Uh, and
2: you're watching Duke, aren't you?
0: I am watching Duke. Mm-hmm.
2: How did you know? How Because did... you like your powerhouse
0: dynasties, and
2: Duke is a fun you, team to watch. you
0: figured that out. What, oh, yeah. And what advice have I given you in terms of what I want you to do over the course of the next three months? Pay attention! Pay
2: attention to uh, not only how you do things, but to a lot of old Oilers hockey knowledge. I've got some catching up. Yeah, above. just
0: no. You don't have to worry that much about how I do things, but just in terms of uh, video-wise, there's some terrific stuff. Mm-hmm. Oilers fanatic one's got a great list of uh, YouTube uh, Oiler games out there. All right, up uh, we will tell you tomorrow. Uh, we'll be at Rogers Place 6:30 with the City Ford Faceoff show as the uh, Edmonton Oilers get ready to take on the Anaheim Ducks, who are in Calgary. So I'll be flipping back and forth between the. Uh, Flames game tonight against the Ducks as well as the Duke game tonight. Face-off show at 8pm. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodoin followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Nye whose favorite actress back in the day was Molly Ringwald from the Breakfast Club. Simple Minds. We'll leave you with that. Jalen and Andrew coming up so long everybody from Oilers Now.